Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel. A blessed Holy Tuesday to everyone as we are in the midst of Holy Week. I pray that your Holy Week is going swimmingly so far. And also, welcome to episode 426 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we'll talk a little bit about the Super Mario Brothers box office projections. I did a full breakdown about them this morning, but I figured that there would probably be some questions left over. Uh, some, some people maybe wanted to know a little bit more uh, or having their own thoughts about what they think and project the film uh, to make as far as the worldwide box office opening is concerned. So spent a little bit of time on that. I did see a question in the live chat about another film and what it is projected to do this weekend. And the article that I found actually does mention it. So I'll talk about that a little bit. And also it is Holy Week. And this is the last stream that I will be doing up until uh, Easter is is over. Uh, so I'll, I'll be streaming tonight. I will not be on Friday Night Tights as I will be traveling to Pensacola to spend some time with family and I therefore will not be there and because I will be with family um, and also because the Easter Vigil Mass is Saturday evening I will not be able to stream on Saturday so my next stream will not be up until Tuesday of next week Easter Tuesday so uh, start off at the beginning and I'll mention at the end but I hope everyone has a blessed Holy Week, a blessed Easter Triduum, and a, a blessed Easter as well. Let's go ahead and say hello to the people in the chat. Starting off with Bruce, who was here early, rocking the fun emojis there. Uh, we got Laura, the Modern Major General story. Uh, Bruce posting some snakes, it looks like. We got Abomination hanging out hanging out over on Odyssey. What is going on, good sir? King Kane Rumshki hanging out over as well, saying, Do your Mario projections forecast pineapple? Yes, for Jeremy, of course. Uh, but again, that those are what my personal projections have. Uh, whether or not that will come to fruition or not, we still do have to wait and see. We got Laura saying hello, hello to you. Hedge Hobbit, what is going on? Thank you again for being here, and I'll, I'll try and cover that in uh, in a few minutes when I start talking about the Super Mario Brothers box office. Remind me at that point if you can. Uh, Bruce, again in the chat. Forever Sci-Fi is hanging out. What is going on, Forever Sci-Fi? We got Joey Horn in the chat. Hail to you, Joey Horn. Thank you very much for being here. John Evan Bear, what is going on? Good to see you again. Gmonkey76, General Wingster, our pet troll, coming into the chat, saying, as much as I... As much as it would... Uh, as much as it would be to see you suffer from prime and apple pizza, I detest filthy casuals and Nintendo fanboys more. Therefore, you have my sword, and may it give you strength for the coming days. Well, General Wingster, I very much appreciate the the support there, and uh, yeah, I mean, I am someone that I I do enjoy Nintendo games. It's really the primary system that I've I've played. Uh, one of my first gaming systems I ever had was a Game Boy back in the day when you had the big chunk. The big chunkster, the big chunky gray block that was the original Game Boy, and it was awesome. It was great. Played a lot of Super Mario Brothers. I think it was the original Super Mario Brothers, if not Super Super Mario Brothers Two. That was a lot of fun. I of course, uh, you know, played to death Pokemon Red. That was my go-to game. Was Pokemon Red. I was like, why are you on Pokemon? Why, why are you playing Pokemon Blue? I felt like you were on the you know you're on the you know the wrong team there. 
Um, but Pokemon Red was my jam. I, of course, uh, loved Pokemon Yellow as well as it uh, allowed you to be able to do a little bit more uh, with the red and blue. There was certain, you know, there were certain creatures you could only capture, certain Pokemon you could only capture on one game versus the other, and that's why you had to use the trade ca- cable and battle and everything. It was all so much fun. Um, and so I, I, I love that. I also grew up with the N64. That was my other primary system. As far as consoles go, that was probably my main console system. And I also have a Switch. And so I, and I very much enjoy that. So it is definitely, um, Nintendo has a very special place in my heart for a lot of different reasons. Mario Kart has also been a big part of my life too. Um, me and my siblings, we used to have Mario Kart tournaments when we were teenagers, when we were still in high school and going into early college. Um, so a lot of fond memories. And that's why I would love for this movie to be fantastic. I would love for this film and I would love for the movie to do really well. That all being said, I also have to look at the numbers. I also have to try to give the best assessment that I can, the most honest assessment that I can. And just based off of what I'm seeing and, and based off of most historical standards, I just don't see the film being able to hit the billion. Does it have a chance to? Sure. But at this point, and again, things can change over the coming days, but at this point, I don't see it. Kimberly G, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Hugo M in the chat, what is going on? Great Wuda, hail to you. Gary Banjo Sandwich, Worthington, what's going on? Good sir, thank you very much for those kind words. I appreciate that. Let's see. Paris Sci-Fi says, Jeremy Johns gave Mario a no-alcohol-required rating. I was expecting better. He accidentally stumbled on the problem. They had Luigi be the damsel in distress instead of Peach. Oh, boy. Yeah. I think that's actually an early sign of trouble. Doesn't mean that trouble's guaranteed, because Jeremy Johns is not the end-all, be-all. But he is one that I know I trust uh, most of the time with his reviews, and especially when he's more critical. But to say that a film, for those that don't know, that is basically one of his three lowest grades. He has, it's a good time, no alcohol required. He then has, below that, it's a good time if you're drunk. And then below that, it's dog crap. So the fact that he's giving this a pretty middling grade, I I think that that's a bad sign. And if he kind of has indicated that Luigi, based off what we've seen in the trailers too is actually going to be the more damsel in distress and that Peach is going to be basically, you know, Peach female boss, that might turn off some people. I know for me, I just want a good movie. I want a film with a good story. And I know that some people might think to themselves, why why does story matter at all when it comes to these these types of games? Well, for me, or for these types of movies, you know, for me, uh, story does matter. There has to be some, you know, there has to be, it has to be somewhat of a good movie, right? Somewhat of a good story. So, yeah. John Evan Bear says, for Super Mario Brothers, you're not taking into account for the fact that Mario is a huge IP compared to Minions. So I believe that it will hit a billion worldwide, assuming the movie is good, of course. And you, okay, John Evan Bear, actually, I appreciate you mentioning this comment, man. And I know that you're, uh, I know that you are a good person and you got a good heart. So I I will try, I'm not going to, I will, please, if I come across as salty in any way, please don't think that it's directed uh, purely at you. There's been a lot of random people in my comment section who've been saying the same thing who have not been in my comment section, and so it's the salt's really more towards them. But here's the problem, all right? Because okay, you can make that argument that that Mario is a huge is a bigger IP. Only if you say a bigger IP in what? The video game sphere. That is the thing that a lot of people are not understanding. Just because, and Jeremy, I know, from Geese and Gamers has said this at nauseum, just because you have a system in the Nintendo Switch that has sold, what, a billion units 
That's impressive for video games, but video games are not movies. Oh, we can talk about how huge the Mario IP is across so many different brands. Ah, yes, not when it comes to movies. Movies are a different genre. Movies are a different format. And if you want to see why that is not a guarantee of anything, look to every and any video game release, video game adaptation, and tell me where the millions upon millions of dollars that was spent on and invested in those universes, where did that end up in the movies? That's right, they didn't show up. Now, there are a lot of factors to that, right? For one, most of the films that come out that are video game adaptations are crap, are not very good. But even the ones that are good, even ones that we do have fond memories of, don't end up doing all that well at the box office. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that people who play video games and enjoy certain properties within said video games are not automatically going to enter into that new genre. Great example. You look to the success of Harry Potter. You look to the success of Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. If that actually included all of the book fans, all of the movie fans, in addition to video game fans, guess what? you would have sold a lot more copies of the game than you actually did. It still did incredibly well. It still did very successful, right? Because clearly there's a lot of crossover amongst those crowds. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't going to be crossover when it comes to this, but to simply point out and to simply state, ah, but this IP is huge, doesn't really mean a whole lot because it does not guarantee any crossover between the two. And again, look to any video game adaptation. Look at the number of sales for those video games. Look at the number, uh, the amount of money for those video games. More recently, look to the Mortal Kombat franchise as a great example. Mortal Kombat, you would argue, is a very successful franchise, right? Has not transferred over. So I think it's important for us to temper those expectations for that very reason. So I don't think that's a very good argument up against Minions. Now, don't get me wrong. If we're just talking... We're not talking, you know, we're not doing, you know, we're not doing apples to apples comparisons, right? We're just saying, okay, I'm going to take Mario in its field and then, you know, Minions in its field and say which one has a bigger audience. Well, yeah, yeah, clearly Mario is a bigger audience. I'm not denying that it's the big, it's the bigger IP. But where did Minions grow its IP and grow its audience? In the theater. It's from a multi-billion dollar franchise in the theater that has since then gone on to expand into other elements of pop culture. Whereas Mario, though it is indeed ingrained in many elements of pop culture, and of course dominates discussions of video games, etc., has only had one true foray into movies, and it was the 1993 live-action film, which bombed. Because it wasn't very good. Because it wasn't really Mario. This time around, it seems at the very least they're getting the basic characterizations and designs of the characters down, so that's automatically going to be, you know, be on the upside for it. But that's a point I keep hearing, and I think it's a very bad point. All right, because again, Mario being a huge IP in video games does not mean it's automatically going to do as well, or incredibly well, or insanely well in movies. That, that's, the, that's the main point of that, right? It's going to do well. And again, I just wanted to make this clear because I think some people don't quite understand. This film is going to do gangbusters at the box office. This film is going to make 
hundreds of millions of dollars in net gain profit. The film's 90 minutes long. I actually haven't even double-checked to see um, the total cost. I'll really go ahead and pull that up now because uh, since it does come out tomorrow, by the way, for those wondering, it does uh, release tomorrow. I think there are some special showings, maybe some fan showings tonight, but it officially releases tomorrow. So actually, you'll have the showtimes running pretty early. Uh, at least according to Wikipedia, there's been no budget reported yet. But at a 90-minute film, I can't imagine it cost all that much, right? This is from Universal Illumination, right? So even though it is Nintendo, it is also from Illumination. Same group, by the way, that did Minions, which is why one of the many reasons why it is a fair comparison between them. But when you look at see how much money they spent on the Minions films, I think that's the kind of money we could expect them to have spent on, on this movie. So I think the film is going to do very well. Right now, as of today... With the projections we're getting, I think between 850 and 950 worldwide. And that's a very good number. Now, do I think a franchise can start from that? Absolutely. Do I think a sequel, if done well, could make a billion? Yes. But the the whole thing of it's a it's a very popular video game, that doesn't mean anything in reference to the box office. There really is no correlation between video game success and movie success. And I'll fight anyone on that. Rob D says here, let's see, uh, hello, you may have seen, I commented in your last video, that Warner Brothers should just save themselves the embarrassment and take Shazam 2 out of theaters before Mario hits. I did see that, Rob D, and I, I agree. You know, Shazam really isn't making much of anything. I mean, they're guaranteed a hundred plus million dollar loss at this point. You might as well just pull it out. You might as well just put it out onto a streaming service, right? You might as well just try to do anything, to try to make any money possible because it's not going to be in the theaters. We, we know that for sure. Uh, let's see. Steven says here, now that critic reviews are out for Super Mario, you think the weekend, this weekend's the chance for Super Mario to even be considered to hit $1 billion in the box office? Well, remember, right? I've always been very consistent on this. I do not think it's going to hit a $1 billion. Does it have a chance to? Yes. Again, by the very nature of the beast, uh, the chance is there. Do I think it's actually going to do so? No. Now, what's interesting, because I, I did not know that about the reviews being released, at least uh, according to um, at least critics' reviews. You all know that I typically don't take critics' you know ratings all that seriously. Jeremy Johns, I trust a lot more. But interesting. Okay. Yeah, Metacritic with only 35 reviews in, a 49. Oh, boy. So as you can see, mostly positive, but also a huge portion mixed with about eight negative. And as you all know, I trust this one a heck of a lot more than I do Rotten Tomatoes. None of them are good. None of them are perfect. But this one, I think, gives a much better metric. And also, typically, the 49, right, the number you get from Metacritic, tends to be pretty close to the actual rating of the tomato meter, right? So tomato meter is a scam. Don't ever take any rating from the tomato meter. Look instead, click on that if you ever use Rotten Tomatoes, and you'll notice that it has a ranking out of 10. Normally, the Metacritic score is pretty close, not too far off from that. And so I would expect, what, a 4.9 out of 10 maybe on that site? Maybe y'all can uh, double check and clarify. I try to stay away from Rotten Tomatoes if at all possible. But as you can see, right, definitely has some high ratings. We got this covered, gave it a 90. Collider gave it an 83. IGN an 80. IndieWire. Uh, Chicago Times gave it a 75. So again, take these all with a grain of salt. Slash film, it looks like. Wait a minute. Polygon gave it a 60. Screen Rant, a 60. Atlantic, 60, 50. Slash film gave it a 40. So again, as you can see, some of the ones that I would not trust a whole lot. Boston Globe, Seattle Times, Slant, 
uh, Movie Nation, Telegraph, Austin Chronicle. So again, a lot of those names are ones that are, are, are typically leftist outlets, and so I don't trust them much anyway. But the fact still remains, based off of the re- reviews that we do have, this is definitely not where they want to be. Uh, again, because whether you like it or not, people still do use critics' reviews, especially Rotten Tomatoes, to determine whether or not they go to see a movie. I think I've told this story several times. I had someone who was spraying for bugs in our house, and they came into the room, and because I was walking around just to make sure that, you know, they, you know, just in case he needed to get any, into any room or wasn't sure if he could go into to a room, he saw this setup and he said, oh, you, you do YouTube or something? You do gaming? I'm like, no, nah, I actually cover, you know, movie news, et cetera. And then immediately he says, like, oh, have you seen this movie? Oh, yeah, I saw Ron Tomatoes and it's great. So a lot of normies still use that as a metric to go see. So that's why this actually, yeah, I mean, this by itself, not enough evidence for me. All right. And again, since you brought this up, I'll go ahead and and bring up the actual data itself. And so I, I brought about this and talked about this earlier. But as you can see, it is projected to at this point have a $225 million global opening. All right. As it says. Now, here is the key. Here is the big factor that is also not necessarily being looked at. This is over a five-day opening, a five-day opening. So this is not a three-day weekend opening number. This is after five days. So starting tomorrow, so you got all of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Obviously, it is Easter, so some of those days are going to be hit in different respects, but you're also going to have more people available to go see it. But they're saying $125 Domestically opening for the five days, $100 million domestically for the five days. Here's the other issue, and this is the reason why Minions is a great comparison. This is an estimate, so once we get the actual numbers, we'll have a better idea. We'll see just how good or how bad Minions is as a comparison. But at the same release, after the same amount of time, Minions domestic was at $140 million. First five days of Minions, $140 First five days projected domestic for that of this film, 125, which is really good. And as it says, it could make even more. And I would not be surprised if it made more than that. But the facts are the facts. The numbers are the numbers. And as it says, Rise of Gru ended up at 939.6. So I do think $950 million is absolutely in the cards. I think that this film could end up being beating Rise of Gru. Some also, and I mentioned this in my video earlier, say, yeah, but it's not getting a release in in China right away. It's not getting a release in Japan right away. Well, guess what? Rise of Gru had very similar comparable numbers. It also had a delayed release in China. It also had a delayed release in Japan. Now, I do think that Mario is going to do better in those countries. I think it topped out around 30 million in both countries, and I would not be surprised to see Mario do at least twice that in both countries. However, that does not guarantee that it's going to keep up with or double or, uh, you know, or increase to a certain degree all of those other international markets. And then, of course, there's also the domestic. So, again, the cards are there for the film to do very well. That's why I do think the film is going to make a boatload of money. But do I think it's going to make a billion dollars? At this point, I don't think the things point to it. And all of those things that I've just mentioned, add on top of that some pretty middling reviews. And again even including from now Jeremy Johns, who said it's a good time, no alcohol required, which is a very middling review. That seems to actually go align very well with what we're seeing here from critics. And again, critics don't mean anything. 
at the end of the day. It's the audiences. It's the general audiences. So as long as this film's able to give people what they want, but uh, again, if, if Luigi is being used as a damsel in distress, all for the sake of propping up Peach, I could see that turning some people off. Wouldn't have impact me as much, but I could see that turning some people off. So, anyway, uh, since someone did ask about it, though, uh, I think it was uh, Hedge Hobbit had asked about it. It was mentioned here at the bottom. They are projecting Dungeons & Dragons, for those wondering, to drop by 45%. Uh, it's now $37.2 million opening uh, to around $20 million. However, this is not stipulating whether this is just the weekend numbers. So, if it's going to be a 45% weekend drop or if they're including this within the holiday frame. I think this is just the weekend. So, hey, a very strong hold, but it's not Top Gun Maverick levels of hold, right? So it's still in a lot of trouble because that's just the domestic numbers. There really isn't going to be a lot of space for this room to run with films like Mario coming out. There's not going to be a lot of room, uh, a space for that for that movie to run with, with Mario being out, with, of course, John Wick continuing to be out, amongst others. So ultimately... What I come down to, as it says here, um, let's see if they maybe mention it in this context, so that way I have at least some frame of reference to uh, what the Rotten Tomatoes number is. Again, even though the Rotten Tomatoes number, as I've said in times past, is usually pretty trash. Let's see. I'm not seeing it in my line of sight, so I'm sure one of y'all may have mentioned it in the chat. But again, I also want to make it clear, I, uh, I already got my ticket to go see this tomorrow. So I'm going to go see this movie tomorrow, and I have I have tempered expectations, right? I am neither exasperated by this. I'm neither, you know, uh, hyped for this to the degree that, like, a, a Jeremy of Kingsley Gamers would be, but I'm also not thinking the film's going to be bad either, right? So I am looking forward to it. Don't think my attempt to try to be honest with numbers is somehow indicative of me prejudging the movie. The only prejudgment that is going on here is of the actual content itself and what the numbers seem to indicate. I always try to keep those things separate. Hopefully, that maybe explains a little bit more about this as well. King and Rumsgo Rumble says, Are you sweating the Mario numbers? Again, hopefully I've laid out why I, I'm not at this point. Now, if the numbers come in for the... If the Sunday numbers come in, and I probably won't do the box office breakdown since I will be traveling... I probably won't be able to do the box office numbers uh, breakdown until either Monday morning or Monday evening whenever I get back. So just, again, keep that in mind. It's not me It's not me avoiding it. It's just the fact that I, I will be out of town. I just won't be able to, to actually, you know, to, to break those things down in that way. I might be able to post on social media, though. I might be able to take some screenshots of my chart and get my charting up to date in case anyone is genuinely interested. But if the movie ends up at, like, 250 or... You know, let's say it goes even more gangbusters and does 300 million. Okay, at that point, then we can have a conversation. All right, because that 225 is is also, by the way, right on the money. Maybe even slightly behind where Rise of Gru was in its opening. But again, remember, this actually will have a day on an extra day in release versus Rise of Gru. So we'll wait and see. Let's see. Laura says, I don't understand why they aren't releasing Mario in the summer. I, Laura, I actually agree. That's actually a fair point. I don't think that's something that's been talked about nearly as much, right? How much will the actual release time impact it, right? Easter seems to be a very weird time to release it. Yes, you have a holiday. Yes, you have people going off, but a lot of people are spending time with family. A lot of people 
like me, are going to be spending time going to mass, right? Going to liturgy, um, the liturgy of Good Friday, and and spending that time in, in that way. A lot of people just spending time with family in general. So, Great Wuda says, I want Super Mario to make less than $800 million. So, again, I don't have a desire for what I want this film to do. I have to see the movie. I have to actually see the movie before I have any desire for a film to, to succeed or fail, right? At this point, I am just talking about what information that we have and what does that seem to, to indicate for us, right? But, again, I think 800 is is by far a bare minimum. I, I'm personally thinking 950. I think 850 to 950 is probably a pretty good metric of where I think this film's going to end up. Uh, let's see. Legends of the... And then it cuts off there. Uh, thank you very much for the hyper chat donation over on Odyssey. Have a great stream. Just a little love from your friendly neighborhood, <laughs> Randy Bard. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much, Legends. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, at, at Brave Bard series over on Odyssey. Thank you very much. All right, back to the YouTube chat. Great Widow says, also, I want John Wick 4 to make more than $400 million. Uh, again, there's definitely a chance for it to do so, or at the very least to reach $400 million. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the film ends up in comparison to the others. Um, where it ends up in comparison to some of the others. Let's see. Andrew Hiller, what's going on? Brian Barth Hale. Uh, Oscar, speaking of consoles, my Xbox Series S just came in yesterday after months of being on a wait list. Dang, dude. Wow. Yeah, that definitely feels like a long time. Uh, speaking of Game Boy, just to show you again, I am a fan of <laughs> I am a fan of the Nintendo brand. Um, even though this is not specifically a Nintendo brand, has anyone ever heard of the Retroid uh, emulator series? It's called the Retroid Pocket Two Plus. This thing was on sale just the other day, uh, like eighty five dollars. Normally, it goes on Amazon. It goes for like well over a hundred. I think the standard price on the website, which has been sold out of for a long time, is a hundred. So I got this thing for 85, which I thought was a pretty good deal. I'm still trying to figure out how to actually get the thing to work because this is one of those systems where it has all the emulators and all the software you need, but there's no ROMs. There's no actual games on here. So I'm now trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to actually get games on here so I can play? Because my main systems are going to be Game Boy, Game Boy Color, maybe some Game Boy. I, I, pay, I, very, I played very few Game Boy Advance games. Um, Sega Genesis was also a big system for me and 64 as well. And I know that this is not necessarily pegged to be able to play like GameCube, but I have heard some people have some success on some of those games. But if you have the Retroid, uh, series, uh, again, this is the Retroid 2 pocket, a uh, pocket 2, uh, plus if you actually know anything about how to get these things set up, I know there's tons of videos and tons of walkthroughs and I have watched them. Uh, the big issue that all of them have is one. Because of legal reasons, they don't tell you where to get the things that they're doing, right? Where to get the ROMs, where to get the one talked about how you have to put the BIOS files on here. And I was like, wait, that doesn't sound right. I don't understand what that means. But if you know more about this and you're in the Discord server, please reach out and maybe uh, see if you can simplify things for me. Um, or, of course, email me. But anyway, I'll let you all know how this is. Uh, hopefully, I can get this set up before my trip. It would be great to be able to, to have that to play some, some classic video game, um, etc. Uh, King Narumski says, wait a sec. Are we saying Mario will make more than John Wick 4? Oh, absolutely. Yes. That, that's never been in doubt. That has never, ever been in doubt. Um, it, it absolutely will make more than John Wick Chapter 4. John Wick Chapter 4 has a ceiling of around $400 million. Um, 
And Mario right now, based off of the opening, is is looking probably closer to a ceiling of about eight hundred million. If I had to guess at this point, obviously these numbers will change. Robbie says, "Can you imagine when Mario comes out on home video? Nintendo pulls a Nintendo and makes it only available on digital and DVD, no 4K, no Blu-ray." Um, yeah, maybe. Um, it, though I think it would be hilarious if they said, "Oh, you can only buy it on Switch." <laughs> if you want to watch it, you you would have to watch it on Switch. I mean, I, they're not going to do that, but. Let's see. Brian Barth. Another random question. So I'm just not going to answer it. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Joey's movie blog. I saw Dungeons and Dragons. Despite some clunky CGI at times, it was a fun time. That's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing it's, a li- it's, I've been hearing it's a really fun movie. And that's why it's doing much better than expected, right? A, a 45% drop from week one to week two is definitely not bad. But we do have to remember that is with a holiday week and a holiday weekend. So that definitely can help in many ways. Um, it does have positive word of mouth, but also it's still dropping almost 50%. And it had a very low opening weekend. Higher than expected, but still incredibly low. So you're looking by the end of this weekend for it to be over $100 million worldwide, maybe at $150 million. So if it's at $150 million, then at that point, you are looking at the film capping out somewhere around three to four hundred million, which is again, it, it's going to be pushing it as far as any possibility of a break even. All righty, let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, We all do not play video games, but we all watch movies. No. You're right. And that's, again, going back to, and maybe this is not the point you were making, but this is the point that I was making, that because of that, it makes sense to me that a franchise film like Minions was able to make almost a billion dollars. And also, I go back to this other metric, because I think it's also understated. There has not yet been, there has not yet been a animated billion dollar film. In, in several years, it's since the, before the pandemic, it hasn't happened. That doesn't mean it won't happen, but I think it does also kind of add to my skepticism about it. Still do well, but forever sci-fi who is a member says, I think the legend of Zelda is better series to adapt to a movie. I do too. It would just be very difficult because, um, I think unfortunately if they were to do it, would they do a live action or would they do a CGI? And if they did live action, how much CGI would they actually use? Right, those are the questions that I would have. Um, I'm just more excited for the new uh, Zelda game. Uh, I think that it could be pretty good. I haven't pre-ordered it or anything like that. I might wait for some early reactions and early reviews, but it's definitely on my radar of things that I would definitely love to see. King Ken Rumsky over on Rumble says, "Do you think it's possible Mario saves Luigi because they're a couple? I don't think they're going to go that route. No, King Ken, I, I really don't. I highly doubt it." I think it's going to be more so more. I think it's going to be less Mario. It would not surprise me if Peach is the one who saves Luigi, or if if he's the damsel in distress. Well, then it sounds like there might be multiple saves that happen, right? Or multiple attempts, and so it might be a team effort between Mario and and Peach. But either way, it's it's yeah. Uh, Abomination hanging out over on Odyssey says, if I remember correctly, the ROMs themselves aren't the legality problem, but the BIOS is typically proprietary from Nintendo or whoever. But when we're talking original Game Boy, etc., 
I don't think anyone cares about legality when the owners don't even do anything with those specific texts. Yeah, I mean, that's the big, that's how I get it because the games that I'm playing are games that I, that I own, right? I don't maybe have them on me right now, but, but I, I, you know, I played them for a long time. My, my, uh, Pokemon Red, unfortunately, I believe it's each one of them has like this little battery inside of it, which helps to, helps to keep games saved. And that like, just like all these things died. And so I pretty much lost everything on there, but I ended up getting one of these, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically something where you can plug your, uh, your Game Boy cartridges into it and you can create like a backup file for it. And, um, and so I have a couple of my old school Game Boy games here that I could try that with. Unfortunately, I don't have my Pokemon Red. I think that's still at my, my parents' house. But that is something that, again, I would be totally willing to do. But yeah, as, as you said, since they're not really offering, like, if they were saying, hey, we are going, like, we will sell you the ROM with the BIOS and everything, like, for like five bucks, you know, that I think, I think they could actually have a really strong market there. But instead, if you want to get these games, you have to either find the ROM online somewhere through nefarious means, or you have to have the game. The game has to still work to a certain extent, and then you have to have that system that I mentioned, which in in the end isn't the cheapest thing in the world. So, And, and the only one that I know of that they've made is for Game Boy. I, I don't even know if they have it for something like N64, or um, I'm sure they do do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but... Again, all that stuff adds up pretty quickly. Rowdy says, for one thing, that uh, for the one thing, what will be the story of the Mario movie? Mario has never been a story-centric game. It's always collect the stars and coins, beat the bosses, beat the game. I think it's a very good point, Rob D. Right? And we can think of other video games that you know, video game adaptations that had to deal with this very same problem. Look at Sonic. Right? Sonic had a very similar thing. Sonic was able to work. Right? Sonic is also not anywhere close to where uh, where Mario likely will end up being, you know, because there is obviously a bigger IP. I think the bigger reason, though, is probably because of Illumination. Don't discount that either. Illumination, if they were doing this with another group, and maybe they couldn't for legal reasons, but let's say that they were doing it with another group, I don't think we would be talking about the film being as successful as it is. But because they have a lot of experience with these types of movies, with these types of animations, and in marketing them, you know, I think it's going to be important. Forever Sci-Fi says, Video games require the right balance to make a good movie. For example, Final uh, Fantasy failed as a movie because converting the lore built from multiple JRPGs um, into a two-hour movie is tough. Yeah, and again, to the credits of, of Rob D and his just recent comments, yeah, how do you balance a game where, yes, there's some lore, there's some, obviously some basic story elements that you can build to, but ultimately, yeah, you're trying to basically build from a, you're trying to get from point A to point B story. General Wingster, I wouldn't give my hope up for the story as Mario has never focused on plot, but gameplay. Exactly. Which, again, in order for a good movie to exist, you gotta have a good story. Laura says, yeah, my theater has a show at 12.01 a.m. I haven't seen a midnight showing in a long time. Yeah, and actually there is a reason for that. Because, Laura, I know that you had asked this on the Discord earlier. Um, one of the other reasons why there are not any early screenings tonight is because Tuesdays are Discount Tuesdays. And because of that, they don't want this film to you know mess up, you know, mess that up in any way or anything like that. 
Uh, Brightburn says, I wouldn't trust Jeremy Johns completely if I were you because Jeremy Johns liked 2016 Suicide Squad and yet he didn't like Matt Reeves the Batman as much as everyone else. Well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's recanted his like of 2016 Suicide Squad. I think he's watched it since and didn't like it as much. I could be wrong on that. But also, I did... That's why I also said he's not perfect. He does not... He's not right on everything. Um, especially when it comes to things he doesn't like. And I, I actually say, no... I think his Matt Reeves Batman review was spot on. The Batman was not that good of a movie. I, I know there's a lot of people who think it was it was underrated and deserved more love. I'm not one of those persons. I'm sorry, but I can point to simply the storyline for the Riddler and how they throw that character off a cliff in the dumbest way possible to, to, to tell you why I just I am just not a fan of that movie and I have no desire to ever watch it again. Grey Widow says Super Mario is distributed by Universal. It might come out on VOD in four weeks. It happened to minions that can help you win your bet. Pops possibly. And I think that's also why you have had there has not been an animated film to get to a billion dollars since 2019. Since Frozen 2. Because one of the biggest one of the biggest genres that was impacted by streaming and was much more easily put to streaming was the animated feature. So a lot of families are a lot more likely to stay home and say, I'll just wait for the film to come out and then be able to have a much more controlled environment, etc. Uh, Trunculate Rumi, what's going on? Welcome. Gary Banjo Sandwich Weather says, only watching Mario for FNT as it has no meaning to me. Yeah. Uh, Laura says, I think once people hear how family-friendly D&D was, that movie will take a lot of steam away from Mario. I don't know about, I really don't know about that. Again, I'm looking at the 45% drop that's being projected. And again, that's, it's, it's much better than what probably they were expecting, but it's also not great either. Um, again, it's not the same kind of levels that it would need to be able to ever possibly have a chance of breaking even. I just, I just don't see that happening. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think, Hey, it's something to consider at the very least. There, there probably will be some families at least that will be going to go see D and D over Mario, but we'll have to wait and see. I personally don't think it'll be enough. Uh, Steven says, did you see the blue beetle trailer? Uh, no, I have not seen it. I don't care about it. I know there's a whole controversy about, uh, saying that Batman's a fascist. I think people are kind of overblowing that to be perfectly honest. It sounds like, they were making a joke in a movie, and when you say Batman is a fascist, it means that people are going to talk about it, and I feel like a lot of people just kind of fell for the marketing tactic, because now, guess what? Everyone's talking about it. Um, that doesn't mean that the film's going to be good. I just, I don't care about the film. I was already not going to see the film, because I just have, I have no idea who the character is. I don't really have a desire to find out who the character is, and so I could, you know, I could care less. Uh, groomers drunk 3PO, goodness gracious. Hail Hollywood and pineapple on pizza. Well, coming from you, that makes sense. Steven, what Nintendo video games should they do next? Personally, a Star Fox movie would be great. I would love a Star Fox movie. I just don't know if they would do it right. Um, because I, I'm very, I'm, I'm weird when it comes to video game adaptations too, because, and this is probably why I am much more critical of the voice that Chris Pratt's doing. And even the voices of some of the other characters, like Charlie Day's Luigi. I like Charlie Day, and so that probably is why I, I don't mind that one as much. But whenever there's a film adaptation or whenever there's a change over time, 
if a voice is so different from what the character I grew up with is, I automatically have a disconnect. And so I just already know that if I'm not getting that annoying slippy voice in the same exact way as it should be, if I'm not getting that Falco voice the way that I expect it to be heard, you know, with that same type of disdain and pompous attitude, it's it's going to impact my enjoyment. Because I'm going to say, okay, this, this isn't Star Fox. Voices are such a huge part of it, right? The voice acting in video games plays such a huge role in how we remember things. And I think that's why I think people might be understating the impact of the seeming lack of a true Mario voice from, from Chris Pratt. Uh, Alcaraz says, the real reason Odin doesn't want Mario to break a billion is because the pineapple on pizza bet. No, it's not that I don't want it to. It's that I don't think it will. Again, I think people are honestly just not listening to what I'm saying or they are insinuating things about me. It's not about not wanting it to. I'm not at that point yet. If I see the movie and the movie sucks, then I might get to the point where I say, this film shouldn't make a billion dollars because it doesn't deserve to. I'm not at that point yet because I have not actually seen it. I have not actually seen it. So, come on. Alex McCarthy, you're better than that. Forever Sci-Fi. Nintendo has time to build up their IPs with Disney. Busy planning stuff like live action. Yeah, I mean, Disney is just doing nothing but live action, live action, live action, remake, 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 reboot. But don't keep, don't forget... Mario, as a video game, is an adaptation of a massive video game property, and they're gonna do set. They're gonna do essentially the same thing. It's just that they're going to start to uh, transfer over their entire library of games, if and when this film is successful. And I do think this will be. Magnus Magnuson, what is going on? I appreciate it. Uh, it's over now for Avatar. It will not reach. I mean, Magnus, where you been, man? I called that thing weeks ago. There was no chance it was ever going to get to that point as of like three or four weeks ago. So that's not really that much of a surprise, to be perfectly honest. Um, anyway. Let's see. King Ann Rumsky over on Rumble says, Did you like Wreck-It Ralph? I, the first one I did enjoy. The second one is complete garbage. The reason why the second one is complete garbage is because the messaging that it sends, especially to young girls, is awful. It essentially takes a modernist feminist approach and tries to teach... Uh, children, and especially young women, hey, you do what you want to be happy. That's the most important thing, is your happiness. So if you have to abandon your game, in the context of the story, and that essentially all but guarantees that the game is going to get shut down, meaning that your friends and the people that are depending and relying upon you get screwed over, it doesn't matter because... Your happiness is what matters. That's also why I hated Toy Story 4, because the same kind of message was there. It doesn't matter if Woody leaves everyone behind, and he's their leader, and it leaves them, you know, abandons them, and it leaves them in a state where they don't really have anyone else that can really fill his shoes. You know, even if it is going to, he doesn't know the impact it's going to have. And the whole point of the film is to say, don't care what other people think. And again, that's, that's good to an extent. But when it's, don't care what other people think, even if what your decision is going to do is going to hurt people. I have a problem with that for a lot of reasons. Abomination over on Odyssey. Trying to say, did you see Detective Pikachu? I completely forgot that that was a thing until I looked up the video game movies. I Yeah, I did. And guess what? Film did well. Didn't do in crazy numbers, though. And I think all of us would, would agree. Yes, 
Mario gigantic franchise. I think if we were being honest, we would also have to say, what else has a giant franchise? Pokemon. Look at all the Pokemon movies. Never resulted. Again, think about how many Pokemon games have been made. Think about how many Pokemon fans that exist. Did all of them go out to see Detective Pikachu? Based on those numbers, I'm going to say right now, no. Did all of them go out to see even the animated films back from like the early 2000s and early... No. And again, this kind of goes back to my main point. All right? That just because a video game property is big does not mean everyone is going to go see it. There is not a guaranteed crossover. Let's see. Trent Johnson. Tad say, I just want Odin to eat his words on Super Mario Brothers not making a billion dollars. Why? <laughs> Again, I understand wanting to watch me or Jeremy eat pineapple on pizza because that's just going to be funny. But to say I want to see you eat, eat your own words, I'm not trying... Again, I'm not hating on this movie. I've made it very clear. I've not seen the film, so I cannot have an opinion on the film itself. All I can do is tell you, here are the numbers, here are the historical standards, and here are the things that one should consider. Uh, let's see. Laura says here, Matt Vader from the Salty Nerd Podcast. Shout out to Salty Nerd Podcast. You used to play D&D and said there were a ton of great Easter eggs and the movie really respected the game IP. Yeah, and again, that's why I think the film is going to have pretty strong legs. I would not be surprised if on my charting it ends up being a chart breaker. However, because it had such a slow start, it had such a small, rather, not slow, a small start. That is what its Achilles heel is going to be. That and its massive budget. So, uh, Laura's member says, nobody wants to see Mario slash ew. I may have missed that. Scott McKenzie, what is going on? Welcome. Uh, Dan Blackroy says, at some point, it is considered abandonware for old game ROMs. If you own the game, you can legally download a ROM of it depending on your location. Yeah, I figured that that was the case. Just like, I mean, it's just the same as if you own a Blu-ray and you are digitizing it to put onto your personal server, there there is a legal gray area there, right? Um, it only becomes a problem if you put it up online for other people to consume or if you make you know make a lot of copies of it to give away to people who don't already themselves have copies of it, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like, unfortunately, there are too many sites out there that are filled with like spyware, etc. If anyone knows a good place to download ROMs though, please let me know. And also again, going back to it, if you missed it, I just got in today, the Retroid Pocket 2, and I, I just, I just want to start playing games on it. But unfortunately, all every single time I look for, Hey, how do I set this up? It's like, okay, you needed to go like, a thousand things, and I'm like, I just need to want to put games on here and then play them. Why is that so complicated? So, if you either, one, have something that can, you know, more easily explain the process, or if you have a good place for ROMs, let me know. I, I've been using, I had in the past, used a site called Vimslayer, but it looks like it might be down, or maybe it's been down for a while, I don't know. Trent Johnson says, also, they used to sell ROMs, it was called the virtual console. Ah, that's a fair point. But that was not technically true, right? Because the virtual console was always specific because they had that on the Wii, I believe, and they still have it to an extent on, on the Switch. But you can't get those games. Those those games are stuck on, on your system. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, how about a hockey player? What's going on? 
So let's see, Trent says, it was on the 3DS and Wii U. For some stupid reason, they stopped selling them when the Switch came out. Uh, what do you mean, Virtual Console console, and, and the ROMs? Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of something different than what you're thinking of. Laura says, I walked out of Frozen 2. Horrible. Yeah, I think I've mentioned this story before. I couldn't because I was with my young niece and my family, and we had to keep on watching it, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's see. Kike and Rumsky tagged over on Rumble and said, could some people be trying to get under your skin? Could be. Could be. Some people could just be trolling, but, you know. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Zakowski says, I remember when I was playing Pokemon Gold, I was trying to get the last legendary dog, Enti. After spending hours of chasing him, I finally caught him, and my battery died. No! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I, I, know, I know that had to have happened to me at least a couple times, um, and it's one of the worst feelings ever. That's why I, the one thing I love about these new emulators is that, one, you don't have to worry about the actual game itself you know, going kaput because you have a digital version of it. But also, there are these ways to save your game state, right? Um, and to be able to jump back into it. And uh, there's just a lot more. There are a lot more ways of making sure things get backed up a lot more quickly. So, Brightburn, by the way, oof, Rob Robinson, thank you for that massive super chat, dude. I will get to that in just a second. Let me... Uh, wait for the chat to jump on me again. Brightburn says, I disagree, Allfather. The bar was set low because of Schumacher's Batman Forever. What Matt Reeves did with Riddler was just par for the course. And I'm not a big Riddler fan, so I can care less. Well, again, I would... Well, I don't quite understand necessarily what you mean by that. Because uh, first off, if you're going to bring up the Schumacher Batmans, all right, Batman Forever and, you know, to a greater extent, Batman and Robin are those films where they're so bad, they are so much fun, right? And if you're trying to say that the Riddler was was done worse in the Schumacher, no. And here's the reason why. At least in the Schumacher Riddler, it's a consistent character. The reason why the Riddler in The Batman from Matt Reeves does not work, and why it is, to me, a greater injustice, is because it starts off with a really awesome, creepy version and then it builds you up. You're, you're so excited and hyped. The performance is great. And then what happens out of the blue? Random shot. Hey, uh, thanks guys for watching my stream. Versus the crazy, kooky Edward Nigma. Okay. I'm not a comics person, so I'm not an expert on the Riddler. But... I can tell you that having a character that at the very least is consistently kooky and crazy from the very beginning and stays as such all the way through the movie is better objectively by the fact of just being consistent versus the changing character that happens that does not make any sense and it's just a bad decision. General Wingster says, I just hear, I just don't hear Mario. I just keep he hearing Andy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, and again, that's because his quote-unquote Mario voice really isn't a Mario voice. And it's a it's a bigger issue than people think. Rob Robinson, there it is, man. Thank you so very much for the $100 super chat. Incredibly generous of you, man. Thank you. He says, love your channel. God is good. 
God is great. Thank you for your streams. Well, God bless you, Rob Robinson. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely right, man. God is absolutely good. And this week especially is a great, is a great, is a great reminder. It's a great reminder of you know what it is that we are commemorating, right? Christ's passion and death. And we're watching right now in my classes. We, we started last week, The Passion of the Christ from by Mel Gibson, a wonderful film, by the way, an excellent film. Difficult to watch, but still amazing. And we, uh, today with my first class in the rotation, I'll, I'll get through most of the other classes tomorrow. We're, we're getting to the very end with the crucifixion. And it's every year is able to just, especially during Holy Week, it just gets you in that, that right mindset of, okay, here's what happened. Here's where our focus needs to be. What can I do as, you know, an infinitesimal, I don't know, that's not the right word, an infinitely smaller sacrifice versus the one sacrifice that was given for us, you know? Um, what can I do in my daily life, especially, you know, not just through the Lenten season, but especially through this last day, these last days of Lent, right, during this Holy Week, you know, what can I do to uh, to finish the race, to finish the race? Uh, let's see, uh, Trent Johnson says, I think we all just want to troll you and you keep feeding the troll by getting flustered about it. Alice McCarthy, I'm listening to you on Mario. I'm I'm making jokes here. Well, see, Alice McCarthy, I, I know that it's again, it's it's when it comes from people that I am not as I, I'm not as aware of the the so basically if Alice McCarthy says it, I'm I'm so used to Alice McCarthy's uh shtick, whereas there's others who maybe even have been here before, but I'm not as used to the, the the consistency of any type of shtick, and so it, it throws me off. That might be what it is. Uh, anyway, Soul Assassin, we can all agree the Charmander is the best star Pokemon. Heck yes, Soul Assassin. And if and if anyone says differently, you you can just get out. I'll declare you excommunicado if you say otherwise. Yes, hands down, Pokemon Red was my jam. Starting Pokemon every single time, always. Always Charmander. I love Charmander. Great Pokemon. Reaper. Uh, the trolling is strong tonight for you, buddy. Did did what steelbooks have you pre-ordered so far? Um, I'm trying to think. These these aren't steelbooks, but these just came in. Um, I actually, so fun fact, I actually don't like this movie. But I know a lot of y'all do. And so I recently picked up three copies of the 4K of plane trains and automobiles. I know a lot of y'all love this. And here, I love Steve Martin. I love John Candy. So that's why when I watched this movie and I didn't like it, I was like, what went wrong? And the way I explain it, because this is the only way I justify it in my mind, is that I don't I just think that Steve Martin's character is is too mean. I don't like that I, it's the same reason why I don't like Scrooged. I know, another controversial take. I don't like Scrooge. I don't think it's a good film. Um, and the reason why is because I don't like how mean Bill Murray's character is. It just doesn't fit with the typical trope of um, of his typical uh, characters. So, um, but I have I have pre-ordered I, I've pre-ordered the John Wick Chapter Four uh, Steelbook on a couple of sites actually, and. Um, Unfortunately, I had pre-ordered, I had that special edition set of the John Wick Trilogy. I bought a second one to use in the giveaway, and they send it to my old address. And I've not had the time to either, one, run over there and see if they still have it, or two, uh, try to reach out to Best Buy and say, Hey, kind of send this to the wrong address. How do I get it? 
Anyway, Andrew Hayes had to say, I saw that the Air movie directed by Ben Affleck and starring Matt Damon, Matt Damon, will be out this weekend. What are your thoughts about this movie? Uh, I like the Ben Affleck films for the most part, but then I, I look to this movie and I think, okay, it's a movie about the beginnings and, and origins of Air Jordans. I, don't, I just don't care. Abomination over on Odyssey. I don't know that device, but if it's like others I've seen, it might come with a USB. Uh, it did come with a USB-C cable, by the way. And when you connect it to your computer, it allows you to open a folder on the device labeled ROMs, and you move the ROM from your computer into the folder if it's like other device. That that was the issue was when I uh, when I opened it, there was not a dedicated ROMs folder that I could see at least. And that's where the the instructions for it get a little confusing because there's like certain things you have to like set up. You have to map where the games are on the actual device per system, basically. Um, as I said, it's it's a lot more. It seems like one of those systems though where you put all the time in up front to get things perfectly right, and then it works like a charm after that. But I'm kind of feeling overwhelmed by the <laughs> by just how much. It seems you have to do. Rob D says, I'm sure there's tons of sites to download ROMs, uh, but to download Nintendo ROMs, that's a different story. Nintendo executed Order 66, a ton of ROM sites over the past 10 years or so. Yeah, I, I know that. And that's why, again, I, I've, I've been able to find several sites. It's whether or not those sites are safe is, is the one that I'm not sure of. Trent Johnson, I was talking about the virtual console. I think they also had it on the Wii. Yeah, again, and again, I want to say, yeah, that that was what I was referring to because they did have a virtual console there where you could download a digital version of the game and then play it on the Wii. But they also have that if you have uh, a Nintendo Switch, they have the online special where if you have if you pay for online a uh, Nintendo online, you get access to like an N64 emulator basically. But the issue is that you can't like download those games from uh, from from the actual system is what I mean. And I don't remember if you could do that from, from the Wii. Maybe you could. Again, if, if someone knows the ins and outs of that, let me know. Great Widow says, Batman Forever is my guilty pleasure, but Batman and Robin is straight garbage. Again, I think both I think both are guilty pleasures for me. Batman and Robin is absolutely the bigger guilty pleasure, though. I, I just, yeah, it's so bad, it's hilarious. The best part of Batman Forever, though, is the very beginning. Oh, no, it's boiling acid. I love that guy. Kicking Rumsky over on Rumble. Do you do the silence, etc., on Good Friday from 12 to 3? Um, I had it in previous years. Um, as I, I think I've mentioned previously, I every year learn a little bit more and more about like more traditional practices. So since I'll be driving at that time, I, I'm gonna try my best to to observe that as a time of silence. You know, turn all my uh, music off if I'm listening to an audiobook. Because when I ever do the long road trips, I typically have like a playlist ready since usually Baby Thor is doing his own thing and he'll usually take a nap or fall asleep. Um, but that was that was definitely something I was planning to do. Let's see. Uh, Steven says, Star Wars Elevation next week. If Disney had done well with Star Wars, what Star Wars would you want to see? As for Star Wars, Shadow of the Empire would be great. I, again, at this point, it's it's not even worth it's not even worth having any uh, false hope for. I just I I don't know. Jim Carrey was great as the Riddler. I thought he was fun. I thought he was a lot of fun for sure. At least he was consistent. Oh man, Soul Assassin, you read my heart. Soul Assassin read my heart here. Am I the only one who thinks that of John Campia when the security guard says it's boiling acid? Okay, I didn't think about John Campia, but I'm glad that you thought of that line. Miss Middlesbrough hockey fan, how about a hockey player? 
First Frozen movie is okay. Second, not as good. I think Tangled and Moana are better. Oh, yeah. Tangled is phenomenal. Tangled is incredibly underrated. Um, and then Moana is actually not terrible either. Yeah. Uh, Miss Modern Muses. What's going on, Miss Modern Muses? Blessed Holy Week to you. Thank you for being here. Always glad to see you pop into the chat. Trent Johnson, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Says, first Pokemon game was Sapphire. First starter was Trico. And I still think it's the best Pokemon. Ban me. Um, I don't need to ban you, okay? So, Trent Johnson, there's just one thing I got to say to you. You leave me no choice but to declare you excommunicado. You left me no choice. No, 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 no. The first game... And actually, there's maybe even a first game prior to that. But the first game for most kids, 90s kids like us, or like me, Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, on the Game Boy, all right? Char, you know, Charmander, best number one Pokemon. Simple as that, all right? Doesn't mean that there are not other games that are good. Doesn't mean that there are not other games that are entertaining and fun. But uh, no, Trent, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. There's only, also, in the real world, there there are only 151 Pokemon, by the way. There's only 151. That's it. Favorite sci-fi. I prefer Meatballs. Murray was more harmless, mean in that movie with the pranks pulled on Morty. Yeah, that's the film I haven't seen, actually. Andrew Hayes. I gave my thoughts earlier. I just don't really care uh, as, a sum, as a summation. Um, Alex Barry says, at first I thought Air was an action thriller with how the trailer was presented, but then I saw it was about Michael Jordan's shoe. Yeah, it's about Air Jordan's. It's about Air Jordans. Orange Eye Review says, I am so sorry for being late. So sorry. You're not forgiven, Orange Chat, but it's okay, Orange Chat. I, I appreciate you stopping by nonetheless. I love you, man. You're, you're a good dude. Uh, Kinky and Rumsky over on Rumble says, you need to excommunicado yourself for not liking planes, trains, and automobiles. I stand by it. I stand by it. Again, it's not that I think the film is trash or that I hate the film. It's just, I was told, this is, as it says here, one of the most outrageous and beloved comedies of all time. I just didn't find this film to be much of a comedy. Maybe something was off that day. It happens. First time I watched the film Silence, which is a newer, newer film, like 2017 or so, from Martin Scorsese, I fell asleep, saw it the second time, loved it. Banshees of Anishirin from last year. First time I saw it, I fell asleep, but I was liking what I was seeing when I was awake. Looked at it again. Loved it. So maybe I do need to give this film another chance. Maybe I do need to give it a fair shot. But from what I remember, the film featured just a little bit too much meanness from Steve Martin, and it felt very, uh, I don't know, it rubbed me the wrong way. Let's see. General Winkster says, I mean, Bulbasaur was kind of cool. I'll see myself out. No, I have no problem. Don't get me wrong. Charmander is the best starting Pokemon. But that's why I also like Pokemon Yellow. Because you have the capacity to start off with Pikachu. And then over the course of the game, you can actually catch them all. With, without as much reliance upon trades and such. So... Um, Dan Blackroyd, you are speaking to my heart right now. Yes. 151 and Missing No. Yes. Now, I would say Missing Mo Missing No is not a Pokemon because if you... The, I, I don't remember if this was ever, like, confirmed true, but the rumor was you never want to catch Missing No because it's going to corrupt your system. All right? Uh, but yes, 
the missing no cheat, the the rare candy cheat, and actually I would say even more importantly, the master ball cheat. That that's a good one. That is absolutely a good one. All right. Let us see. Trent Johnson coming in with another five dollars. Super chat says my indulgence for you to recant your excommunication. No, you you are excommunicado. Plain and simple. I do not rescind the excommunicado. You are excommunicate. That's the other clip I need to get. Shout out to Father Christopher Miller for pushing that film on me. Andrew Hayes had to say, with Disney and Warner Brothers pretty much going down in flames, hopefully we can have more normal movies again. I think it's going to be a while. Remember that a lot of the films that we're getting were films that were in the process of being created or were um, uh, or were even halfway through filming or some to some degree, right, finished, complete, getting close to complete or getting close to start. So it means most of the stories that we're getting now and that we probably will be getting for the next year or two are, are mostly still COVID stories. So I don't think we're necessarily going to get any major changes, right? Anyway, Abomination over on Odyssey. You mean to tell me that you watched John Candy giggling with Steve Martin in the hotel room and Steve getting more confused as as John robs the place, ending with him grabbing a super hot bulb and screaming without laughing your head off? No, I, I I honestly don't really even remember the movie. I remember the iconic sequence of them in the bed, and that's pretty much all I remember. As I said, maybe I need to give it another shot. But uh, the first copy, uh, rather the first time I watched it, was definitely uh, not a good experience for me. It was not a fun experience for me. By the way, I had done the breakdown of the box office earlier and the early projections for, um, for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Interestingly enough, I have not seen them over on Box Office Pro provide an update to what they think the film is going to end up doing. Maybe it's because of the weird release schedule, but I figured that by tonight, since it technically comes out tomorrow, that they would have it. Um, The last numbers they had was the opening weekend domestic um uh, for the three-day being uh, $73 million to 105 the five-day 105 to 151 So as you can see from that, right now the projection from deadline is $125 million domestic, and then, um, oh man, where'd it go? 200, sorry, 225, yeah, $125 million domestic, $225 million worldwide. So, well, again, we'll be covering it. We'll be following it. For sure. Uh, let's see. Orange Eye Reviews, who is a member, says, Pokemon Yellow basically is the life of Ash. Yeah, and it's just fun. It's a fun one. If you tried catching Missing No, you would kill your game. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I wouldn't count him as being one of the Pokemon. Uh, Kimberly G says, Odin, I agree that there are mean parts. But when they get pulled over... Is this car safe for travel? Well, the radio works. And again, I really, I really wish uh, I could remember these moments, but I, I just, I didn't find it to be that memorable. Again, I, I guess I have to watch it again. I'm always open to, to being wrong. Let's see. Amazing baking soda. 
Hi, well, listening to you, I just asked the Bing AI chat to draw a wide shot of a marble statue of Odin eating pizza in Asgard. Have a blessed Holy Week. Interesting. Please, uh, please send that to me when you, uh, please send that to me when you can. I'd be interested to see what they are able to pull off uh, with, with that description. AI is, is kind of crazy. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I don't think Disney will ever change their woke ways. I, I mean, yeah, the only, I, I've mentioned this in, in previous months and maybe even years now, the only way Disney is going to do any change and is going to go through any change is if the uh, stockholders revolt and start to like pressure people to be removed from office. Like you would have to see Bob Iger pushed out, Kathleen Kennedy, all of the top executives in charge of any type of content would have to be pushed out. And that's just not going to happen. They, they, they hold too much power and too much influence. That's the only way you're going to see any change. And again, even then, the only way that that change is actually going to be, uh, the only way that change is actually going to come to fruition is if they're able to input people who are actually going to create good content, who are actually going to try to to make the best movies possible and focus on stories rather than on political agendas. So they need not only the massive shakeup, but they also need the willpower to push through. Robbie says, Odin, I can now have a pizza. There is zero pineapple on it. Well, hey, hope that you enjoy your pizza and yes, enjoy it the way it should be, which is, of course, without pineapple. Proud of you. Proud of my boy. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. Well, this has been fun. It's been a fun night. We got about 20 minutes left. We'll see how things go. Might end things a little earlier this evening so that I can go and try to figure out the... <laughs> so I can still try to figure out my, my Retroid Pocket too. I just want to play games on it. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to play games. Because uh, years ago, I bought this bad boy. This is the... It's the BitBoy Pocket Go. I think this was like the second edition. The issue with this one... My biggest issue with this one, actually, is the fact the buttons are backwards. And I know... Well, you can change that in the settings. I have, and it still doesn't work. I think you have to like go into like the file... like You have to go into like the file... Um, directory and you have to like delete something or rename something and then that will change the the a and b location but again just like just like with the retroid they make things so much more complicated than i feel like they need to be because this little thing is really cool right again this thing can play um uh game boy and i think it can also play like nes games snes and again it's just it's crazy to think just such a little small little thing can do so much. I'm ve I'm just so excited though that this thing, right? Obviously a little bit bigger, especially in comparison, right? That this thing can actually do N64, um, PS1, I think, uh, DS games, and um, it struggles apparently with like GameCube games and even Wii games. But if you're gonna try to play those kind of games, you need to be paying a lot more than with this is like a sub hundred dollar uh, emulator. I just I I hope I can get it working. I would love to be able to get this working before the weekend. 
so that I can start playing some some Pokemon Red and some Star Fox 64, some Mario Kart 64, and uh, 007. There's something about being on a portable system that's just different. Or her reviews. Oh, have you seen the first Blade movie? I have. I, I actually watched the entire Blade trilogy with my wife because she really liked... Uh, so she had only ever seen Blade Trinity and she loved it because she loves Ryan Reynolds. And uh, so we watched all three and yeah, I, I like Blade 1. Blade 2 is actually probably one of my least favorite and it's because they they, they just... I, I think I did... Um, I think I actually did retro reviews on, on the Blade films. And the reason why Blade 2 I didn't like as much was because I felt that it was a little bit too obscure. Like, it almost felt like an experimental... I don't know how to describe it other than, than that. Just It just it, was, it came across as a lot more, like, avant-garde in its presentation. Um, you know, I don't think 3 Story is, is as good anywhere close to being as good as 1. But my ranking actually is 1, 3, 2. Because, again, 2 just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't, I don't know. It just was... Uh, Again, because three also wasn't a good film by any means, but at least it wasn't, you know, bizarre to the point of me going, eh. Rob D says, it will take a generation for Disney to stop their woke ways. I'm talking when the kids are, the kids that are five and six now are adults. Maybe even more than that, though. Depends. Laura says, every time I hear your pizza time, every time I wear your pizza time t-shirt, I get people asking me where I got it. That's awesome, Laura. That's awesome. Yeah, there is a shirt. Uh, there is Pizza Time Odin. And um, I'm trying to remember because I, I have just been, you know, I'm terrible at like uh, shilling for myself when it comes to, <laughs> you know, you know, buy my shirt, buy my merchandise, etc. I forget if I have that on my my Teespring or my Tee Public, um, but it is available. I'm pretty sure it's on my 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 Spring store though, because I always my big thing with my merchandise is that I've always tried to make it as cheap as possible. I, I Again, for me, uh, profits, it's like, yeah, it might be nice, but it's it's ultimately not important. Yeah, so my tea public has the actual old label, the old uh, the old logo when it was Odin's movie blog. I, yeah, I haven't updated the tea, tea public in forever. Whereas for the tea spring, I think that one actually has all of the other designs. Let me see if I can uh, if I can pull that up. But I will say Teespring has one of the worst web designs I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It's just it's just not as intuitive as it, it absolutely should be. Let me see if I can find it. There it is. There it is. Let me uh, pull up the news report. So yeah, if you go to my uh, ombreviews.creator. or I guess ombreviews.teespring, I don't know what the actual label is, uh, but yeah, Pizza Time Odin. This is the Pizza Time Odin shirt. <laughs> uh, shout out to JJ0791. Uh, she designed the uh, the art. You'll notice that this is a similar design to the little Odins that are in all my thumbnails. So after she after I commissioned her to do this design. Uh, she also designed several of, uh, of the little Odins with different characters and, uh, I loved it. So yeah, pizza time, pizza time. 
So yeah, you can check that out over at uh, Teespring. Also, if you want the correct logo shirt, that one's available as well. And again, hopefully these are prices that are a lot <laughs> cheaper than the <laughs> other ones. Again, I love I love all of my brothers and sisters in the fellowship, but sometimes I feel like, ah, the prices. And this is the one I'm actually, this is the one I'm most proud of probably, uh, which is why it's also probably a little bit more expensive because this is, this is actually at the request of my wife. My wife designed this one. Um, and so early on in the show, there was a, a, a joke that we had where we talked about what would Star Wars look like today if George Lucas had kept going. And we knew he was obsessed with midichlorians. And so my joke was always, you know, George Lucas, had he kept going with Star Wars, he probably would have ended up having like a little mini series all about Bob the midichlorian and his wife, Nancy. And so eventually it became, uh, you know, this, this meme. And I asked my wife, I'm like, do you think you could actually like create like a, what would be perceived as like a, a midichlorian and, uh, and, you know, make it like Bob the Builder, but Bob the midichlorian. So anyway, I'm actually proud of this one because my wife designed it and I think it's great. So anyway, if you want any of those things, check out the, uh, the Tingspring shop. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not good at I'm not good at at at, at uh, shilling, but also, or, or not good at grifting really. But also, I I it's not really, as you all know, I I do this because it's fun. I I enjoy doing this. Um, so those kinds of things, it's like yeah, it's great if if people want to you know buy a t-shirt or anything, but you know I'm not doing this full time so. Let's see. Steven says, how much did you get that uh, BitBoy Pocket Go? Where did you get it or which one do you recommend? So, yeah. So, this this one I got. Again, it's been a couple of years since I got this one. Um, but BitBoy's website, I think they've now moved past this to another model. The problem with all of these is that they are mostly unavailable. Um, I would actually go ahead and just YouTube. Wolf Den is the channel name. He does a good job on emulators. So if you want one that's going to play most systems and is also really well put together, there's one called the Ein Odin. I know that's actually kind of ironic. That's one that I, I might try to save up to buy. Um, it's the A-Y-N Odin. And that thing can actually play up to, I think, like PS2. So I can play, like, it, like it play Wii, GameCube, PS2. Like it can play a lot of games. In addition, it's powerful enough to also be able to do things like uh, stream, uh, stream Deck. And to be able to do all the other uh, streaming gaming services too. Uh, this thing is much more of a like, hey, I might want to play my Game Boy game. Like it can play other things too. Um, like this, this actually can play Sega Genesis. Um, but it's it's a little bit more limited. And as, as I said, I've had issues with the bu button mapping personally. Um, I forgot how much that one was. I want to say it must have been. This one may have been like fifty bucks or something. This one was on sale the other day. I think it's not on sale anymore on Amazon. And I got this one for about $80, I think. And uh, this is the Retroid Pocket 2 Plus, but they've since released the Retroid Pocket 3. Um, but I hear it's like very similar as far as the general like make of it. So I would say look up Wolf Den's videos. He does a great job breaking them down and also where to get them and which ones are available. Because his, his big thing is the best one you can get is the one that's actually available. And there's not a lot that are. 
Let's see. Abomination over on Aussie says, anytime the solution to software annoyance is to go to, into the directory and change a config or an NII file, it makes me cringe across the multiverse. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And that, that's how annoying it is because it's like, I just want to play, I just want to play Pokemon and it's, uh, and, and the reverse buttons are, are, are hard to get used to. Uh, Abomination says, should get Heimdall to shill your merch periodically? I think I used to have, uh, I think I used to have him do that, but he doesn't anymore. Because I'm also, I'm trying to get, because uh, uh, Brian from the Popcast, uh, shout out to him. He is on the Salty Nerd Saturday streams that I do over on the Salty Nerd Podcast channel. Shout out to them as well. I know him and his brother run uh, a t-shirt store. And I'm also in touch with Flagrant Triggers as well. And I think he's trying to get another design uh, for a possible shirt too. Um, the, the problem is, is I don't know how to get the actual designs up. And, and you know, I don't have as much control over those because they're not as high volume. But see, as has the Pokemon Stadium coming to the Switch, getting 90s vibes. Oh, yeah. There's so many really cool uh, Nintendo 64 games coming to the Switch. Uh, that's been fun uh, to play. I haven't had a lot of time to dive into... Uh, playing 007 Goldeneye, but I want to. Dan Gray says, Hail, just got the baseball field jumping in. Always glad to see you. Glad to see you uh, too, man. Hope you had fun. Uh, Great Wooda says that I love Blade 2. Orange Hat, Blade 2 is Guillermo del Toro film, heavy with the monster and CGI effects. Yeah, it just was, it was a little too bizarre for me. It was a little too bizarre for me. Uh, Dan Crane says, Blessed Holy Week to you and your family. God is good. Absolutely, God is good. God bless you, man. And, uh, and yeah. Happy and blessed Holy Week. Uh, Joey Horn says, I have that shirt in red. It is awesome. Which one? The Bob the Vidichlorian shirt or the uh, Pizza Time shirt? I think they're both great shirts. My wife designed both of those, actually. All right. So... We have about nine minutes or so left, so actually, I think I'll go ahead and uh, and wrap things up. Make t-shirt glow in the dark. I, I don't think they have that as an option. I don't think they have that as an option. If they did, that would be uh, pretty cool. Uh, Joey says, pizza time. Ah, uh, the pizza time shirt. Yeah, pizza time shirt's great. Uh, so anyway, with that all being said, I'll get any last-minute comments as they come in. Uh, Steven says, happy Easter. What's your favorite chocolate or Easter candy? Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, because this has been one of the more rigorous lengths, uh, and I think I've been talking about this um, every so often, but... Um, since this is to me the last stream that I'll be doing uh, up until Easter, again, uh, just as a for, just as a scheduling update, no Friday night tights for me this week, because uh, I will I will be on the road most of the day, and then I will be trying to make it to Pensacola so that I can go to the uh, the liturgy of the Passion of the Lord. Uh, it's 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 the only year actually. Fun fact: it's the only year within the cha- within the Catholic Church where there is not a mass. And, uh, and again, it's commemoration of the fact that it's the day Christ died. And so there is no mass, uh, as a commemoration of that. You can still see, you still receive the Eucharist, but it's the Eucharist that was consecrated at, uh, Holy Thursday. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be trying to get to that. And then after that, obviously I'll be spending time with family down there also. So no, I will not be on Friday nights this weekend and also no Saturday evening stream either, uh, since obviously it's Easter Saturday and I'll be with family and also going to the Easter vigil mass down there. Also pretty excited. Uh, based on what I've been told it actually, the, the church I'm going to is using, um, well, it'll be a, a Latin mass, uh, a Latin mass triduum. So I'm very, very excited, uh, for, for that. 
Um, but anyway, uh, favorite Easter candy. Uh, actually, sorry, scratch that reverse it. So I was gonna say since this is probably the last time. Yeah, I ended up losing I think around uh, around like twenty five pounds, which I, I was like thinking about the other day. I was like, it's kind of insane when you think about it. Um, but again, I, I wasn't doing it to lose weight. It was just one of those things where I was like, it's kind of just insane to think that that is uh, is how it can work sometimes. Uh, Joey Horn, happy Holy Week to you as well. Happy early Easter. Good night. Yeah, Kimberly G, happy blessed Easter. Peep s'mores are the best. I don't think I've ever had peep s'mores. But uh, they're pretty good. Um, but also, yeah, favorite candy. I love just milk chocolate. Milk chocolate. Um, my favorite go-to, probably my my mom always always gets us chocolate bunnies and i love the giant big ear chocolate bunnies that are hollow but oh my goodness those things are dangerous those things i i can like eat if i wanted to i could probably eat an entire one in uh in a day i try not to i try to break it up over several days but i think that i normally can get through half of it in in almost a sitting but oh those are good and then my other go-to's peppermint patties are phenomenal Twix is probably my all-time favorite uh, candy bar itself. I do love Milky Ways as well, Three Musketeers too. They're really anything milk chocolate without nuts. Anything milk chocolate without nuts is is usually pretty big. Steven says, "I'm assuming no meat from Wednesday till Sunday. Is that correct?" Um. Well, I I've actually I've been doing no meat since Ash Wednesday. Um. So as far as what's required by the church, the church requires. Friday as a day of abstaining from meat and a day of fasting. Um, and, uh, but I, I'm doing something a little bit more. I'm, I'm basically following, uh, the 1917 code of Canon law with, with, with slight variations to it. For sci-fi, I'm traveling to Arizona this weekend. Considering I've been in Michigan all winter, I might burn to ash. Well, God bless you, sir. And safe travels for sure. Kimberly G. I liked the peeps Pepsi, but it's super sugary. Uh, for sci-fi, blessed Easter to you as well. Gary Vander Sandwich, Twitter is a dog logo today. Yeah, no, no, it is. It's not just a dog logo. That's Doge. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else noticed that. Yeah, Doge is officially now the Twitter mascot. So where the Twitter logo used to be, the Doge dog is there. I, I wish that he could update it so that in one's browser it showed up, but... Oh man, I thought that was a brilliant uh, addition. I loved seeing it. It made it made me very very happy. Um, I like both the hollow and the solid. Uh, talking there about the the Easter the Easter bunnies, chocolate bunnies, both are great. Oh, absolutely, ears first, absolutely, Laura. Don't you laugh at me? <laughs> yes, I'm a giant child. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You go you go for the ears first. Actually, the first thing that I typically do. And it sounds uh, morbid, but I, I take off the little, <laughs> I take off the chocolate bunnies like eyes and the little bow, and it's mostly just so that way you can just get out of the way. So, <laughs> Jeremiah Fair, what's going on? Glad I made it to your stream tonight. Can't wait for the Mario. Got my tickets, and so does like seventy people I know. It's gonna make a billion again. You can think that right now, based off of everything that I know, and a lot of it's based. In history, I I don't think it's gonna happen. It's gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna make a lot of it's gonna make a lot of bank, but it's not gonna make a billion. Um, and Jeremiah, I did respond to your email, dude, bro. If you want a movie, just let me know. Don't don't let the whole being in Canada thing, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> don't let that be something that dissuades you. I don't mind. 
Uh, I do the international giveaways when I know I can I can ship internationally. So go ahead and look at the list again and just let me know if any of those appeal to you and I will happily uh, send you them, especially since I just got and upgraded my shipping label system too. So it's it's even easier for me to be able to get these things uh, taken care of and done and, and also uh, cheaper as well. So did you put any money on Doge crypto? Yeah, I have some, I have some Doge. Dan Crane, blessed Easter to you. Blessed resurrection to your family. Thank you very much. Orange Hat Reviews. Blessed Easter to you. Will Riker, blessed Easter to you. Yes. Hershey's chocolate, Hershey's kisses. Yes, absolutely. Not with almonds, though. That's the devil. Uh, Twix is great. Kit Kat is also fantastic. Jeremiah Fair, again, blessed Easter to you. Great. Now I want chocolate, says Laura. Well, hey, on, on Sunday, 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 it's crazy to think Easter's almost over. I just can't, or rather, that Easter's almost here. Can't believe that Lent's almost over. It, it, it's truly insane. Uh, it's just, honestly, it's flown by. Gary Van, it's got an Easter video if you got a chance to watch on my channel. Okay, definitely will try to. Uh, Russell, oh man, this is this is some fancy chocolate, Kimba G. Russell Stover, caramel bunny is the best. Oh, caramel. Anything with caramel. Whew. Yeah, I'm anti-nut. Absolutely anti-nut. Yeah, I'm definitely tempted to buy some of the uh, Daily Wire chocolate that was released, just just for the just for the lulls. And yes, my, mine will will be the the one without nuts. Was this year the Lent most challenging? I think definitely this year was probably the most challenging. Um, and uh, but but in the best way, it was the most challenging. But also, I felt that I was in the best position to take on the challenge. I had taken on some pretty rigorous challenges earlier in my life. I was not in a good place physically or spiritually to be able to do that. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, with all that being said, we're going to wrap things up there again. Shout out to King Kane Rumshki hanging out and hanging out and, uh, rather, uh, holding down the fort over at rumble. Uh, also abomination. Thank you very much for hanging, hanging out over there and to holding down the fort over there too. To everyone watching on YouTube. Thank you so very much for being here. Uh, if you believe that uh, Mario is going to make a billion dollars, hey, is it a possibility? Is it possible? Sure. Is it a probability based off of the current numbers and historical standards? No. That's just using the numbers. Now, if the weekend numbers change and get updated and get higher, then you might have something to say. But until then, until the week two drop, until we get some actual data in front of us, we can't say for sure one way or the other, but my gut right now is saying no. And as I've mentioned, because everyone knows at this point, if I end up being wrong, I will be eating pineapple on pizza, which is something I don't want to do. But I hope I'm right. Less so for me to be right, and more so because I would love to see Jeremy have to eat the pineapple on pizza. So, with all that being said, thank you all so very much for being here this evening please make sure to smash the like button like the fire button honestly smash the rumble button as well and uh as i said please have a wonderful rest of your lent uh blessed holy week right today is holy tuesday tomorrow spy wednesday right the day in which jews uh, betrayed jesus thursday that of holy thursday maundy thursday as it is often known as well commemoration of the lord's suffer the institution of the priesthood of holy orders in addition, of course, to uh, the you know preparation, the establishment of the meal, which uh, with the crucifixion of Christ would would become for us the Eucharistic celebration, and uh, of course the resurrection, which is the ultimate key uh, to all of these things. So thank you all again for being here. Uh, since I won't see you all in a while uh, until after Easter, have a blessed Lent, blessed Easter, blessed Easter Triduum, blessed Easter Sunday, 
whatever it is that you sacrificed. I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, don't don't go far into it. I, I got to be very careful to temper myself as well because I know that if I go too far into the chocolate, um, I will probably get sick. Um, so be, do be careful of that uh, with yourself as well. So anyway, thank you again for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your evening and week. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members who are at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Patreon with Father Luca Illick, Garrett Searles, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out over at his YouTube channel by the same name, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel at Eagle Rider, and Miss Modern Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel by the same name as well. To my Subscribestar people, we got Matt317, check him out on his Twitch channel by the same name, Fast Reaction, The R, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and The K-Man, and you can check out The K-Man over at xtheboundaries.co. And lastly, to my Locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. If you want your name shout out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below to join the Keeper of the Bifrost level. You also get access to other things like a podcast that I do every month with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, and also I do giveaways for my Keeper of the Bifrost level people and above, and also my Chosen of Valhalla monthly stream. If any of that stuff sounds interesting, especially those giveaways, which I do give away 4K steelbooks, all kinds of stuff all month long, check out that top link. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, a blessed Easter, and as always, God bless.